from Double Door Studios at Manassas National Battlefield Park. I'm Nikki Bland. And I'm Franny Robin. This is A Different Truth. A Different Truth can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like and follow us on those platforms. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and a review. That helps us get more views and show up in more searches. You can also check us out at our website, adifferenttruthpodcast.com. We will share resources and information on our website and social media platforms, where you can also send questions, comments, and ideas for future podcasts. We really want this to be an interactive engagement with our listeners, so please let us hear from you. Thanks again for listening. In this episode, we sit down with Leslie Salmon, real estate agent, to discuss Going Gainesville, the service she founded to highlight local Prince William County businesses for her clients and the community. But more than that, she also shares her own personal journey of self-discovery and how it all ties to the events of this year. Welcome back. I think this is episode 22. Wow. This year of A Different Truth podcast. And we're super excited. We're coming into the holidays. I already have my Christmas tree up. It's decorated for fall, though. I just want to put that modifier out there. (laughs) We will redecorate for Christmas next weekend. (laughs) So, welcome. We are here with Leslie Salmon of Going Gainesville. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you. How are you doing, Franny? I am awesome. I'm wonderful. I am just lowering my mask. This is going to be so good. Leslie, I, <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, the, the thing that's so exciting about this, because your name is a common name that a lot of people are going to be familiar with um, because of the work that you're doing in the community, but the conversation we're going to have today, it's just going to be so refreshing, encouraging, and welcoming, uh, and with loaded with tips <laughs> for people to start um, their own <clears throat> journey. So it's so good to be here with you, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to come on here um, ever since we had a chance to meet and do some work together uh, through Going Gainesville and talk about what you guys are doing. And yes. so it was just fun to get to know each other and talk about what you guys are doing and how we could incorporate them together yeah so So, you you, you heard that so this is like two-way you guys this is a two-way conversation two-way discussion that you get to hear from leslie and you get to hear from nikki and myself so this is so good yay (laughs) so let's start with that um tell us about what you're doing in the community all all areas because i know there's multiple yeah Yeah. and you know going gainesville and all of that so i'll give you i'll try to give you the condensed version um it all started back no i was i've been selling real estate (laughs) i've been selling real estate for about 20 years now and you know there's a lot of real estate agents and how do you differentiate Mm -hmm. yourself from someone else and that's kind of what started it all um I would have people that I would move into this area and then they wouldn't know a good place to get their hair done because they didn't know anybody but but me. They are mm-hmm. moving. Maybe mm-hmm. they're in the military or something like that. Or they would be asking me for some a recommendation for somebody to clean their house. So I, that was kind of like 
one aspect of wanting to do going Gainesville, which I'll explain what that is in a, in a second, Mm -hmm. but it's, it was kind of to bring, to bring information to people and also just show people what our community is about in general and to get my name out there to sell more houses. Let's be honest. That was the original thought behind this. So I decided I would go out and just start interviewing different business owners and, do little short videos on them and let other people in the area find out what, what businesses we even have here. Cause a lot of people get on the 66, they go into DC to work and they come home. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't even know. (laughs) They don't know. (laughs) They, they just don't know a lot about even the businesses if they're in Gainesville that are in Haymarket and vice versa, if they're just jumping on 66. So that was one of the, the big things behind it. And then as it kind of grew and took off, um, and I saw people were liking what the content we were putting out there. I realized, um, you know, there was, it was more, it became more than just, Hey, I'm doing this for real estate or, Hey, I'm trying to get this information out here for people looking at the area. Now it became, you know, these business really, truly helping these businesses that they're struggling and who knew COVID would hit mm-hmm. and, you know, and they're struggling even more. So it's nice to be able to have that outlet to, to give them to showcase their businesses as well. But um, so that's one aspect. And then it kind of morphed into even more where, you know, I realized not only do we get to help them with their business, but we get to, you know, these people, they're, they're working, they're struggling, they're, or, and may, some of them, not all of them are struggling, but you know, they're, tr- they're trying to make it out there. And, um, you know, they're working every day and they get to stop for one afternoon and we get to come in and set up a like production crew where they're we're, we're filming and making these videos and their day gets to stop. They sit down with us and like I just really realized like what the energy that I brought and our team brought to that. It affects people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people work, like you said, they're working really hard and, you know, yeah, like you said, some are struggling, but how much do we get to stop and sit back and say, let me tell you about what I'm doing, you right. know, and cause we're just doing the doing and we're not, we, you know, we don't necessarily allow ourselves that time to step back and say, you know what? I actually really love what I'm doing. I'm so busy. I forget about that. So yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. So that, we get to let that treat. come out. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is, you know, we, I go in there with this attitude of like, we are just going to have so much fun when we do this. So it's like, you know, you're bringing this like energy and hype into somebody's business that, you know, all day they've just been working. They get to stop. We come in, we film. And it's just, I, I realize like there's actually an impact to, to that. Like I get to leave every week and every single week I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that owner that we met. And I feel <laughs> like a broken record because I see it every single time. And I then I think, wow, it's because we just get to bring out like the best in those people. And I get to see that side and I get to be the one that had that fun. And, Mm -hmm. you know, selfishly, you know, I get to walk out every week and I think I'm so lucky. Like I get to have this memory imprinted in my mind for the rest of my life of how awesome of a time I had when I went to Mariachi's in Mm -hmm. Manassas or I went to... Zandra's and Haymarket or wherever I went that day like you know me and that owner have that super awesome memory together and I think 
there's a lot of people that go through life and you might go six months and you don't have one memory that you can think of mm-hmm. that stands out like that. Right. Yeah. So in, in the work that you're doing, Leslie, you come in contact with so many different people groups and so many different cultures and so many different um, stories as you're sharing, you know, and the things that people are actually walking through. And a lot of times, like you said, we don't get to hear those stories, and which is one of the benefits and the joy that we're going to have today because you're going to bring us into their world. Yeah. Um, and you're going to share with us what started you on your own path to exploring more, um, especially now that you're hearing what people are going through, especially, you know, and we are not going to pretend that we're not in a, a, a season where one we're in a pandemic yeah um and two you know at some point in our lives throughout this season of you know crisis we know of someone who has been impacted by the, the effects of covid as a result you know, may be losing their job like you were sharing you know businesses have to had to make modifications but not just that you know it has now caused a lot of people to question what's important to them or question what's what's deeper what's what's beneath the surface and i am nikki and i have some of that so we're just excited to hear some of that too and i love that um what you're doing is really focused on the human connection Mm -hmm. and i think because i mean first of all just where we are as a society with so much of our interaction, our social interaction mm-hmm. being online and less face to face, like I think that impacts us. I think it impacts us psychologically more than we probably realize. Yeah. We talked about this with our last guest, and I'll just give a plug because I'm still like completely traumatized by the social dilemma on Netflix, but <laughs> go watch it if you haven't and prepare to burn your cell phones. But, um, <laughs> you know, how much we need that right now. Not mm-hmm. just, I mean, pandemic aside, but then. COVID makes it times 10, you know, yeah. that we're, we miss a lot of that, I think, when we're, you know, for whatever reason, because business is slow, mm-hmm. or we're being forced to work from home, or um, we're just trying to be safe, you know, a lot of people are canceling Thanksgiving right now, or mm-hmm. greatly reducing the number of people they're getting together with, and so this human connection that you're bringing um, is, I can totally see how that would literally create a mind shift in, yeah. in the people and and you're benefiting just from doing the work mm-hmm. you know so I just love that well thank you so much yeah and it's you know and I I don't know if we're, if we want to get into this part or not yet but it really it's all on the table <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know I think through th- I mean it's through all of that and through honestly I, Everything that's happened in my life up until this point, is, I think, is how I got, obviously, how this all started happening. But, like, during COVID, you know, a lot a lot of people, I was one of them that spent, I spent a lot of time being like, well, I'm here. What can I do? Um, you know, you have more time. You're mm-hmm. at, at home for, for a while and you're going, what, what can I do? And I really started to be like questioning some of my own beliefs in terms of like personal growth and also just wanting to know more about like why is what's happening what's happening and I'm not talking about why COVID happened necessarily but I mean like you know we had all the 
protesting going on, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. So those were things that I was like, I've never really took the time to see this other person's side of things. And there's got to be something there because nobody's going to make that much. The squeaky world gets the grease, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it worked. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking about this before we started, but just, you know, one of the the thing we love to do is just sit down with people and have them share their experience because Mm -hmm. everyone is unique. Even Mm -hmm. if we, you know, agree on a lot of things or disagree on a lot of things, um, it's still, there's still this individualism that I think we appreciate until we feel like it goes too far. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just this Mm -hmm. weird, like, contradiction, I think, that... Um, we say there are all the right things about everybody being unique and everybody being entitled to their opinion and things like that. But then we also are very polarized right now. It's, it's, it feels very, um, binary. We talk a lot about, um, this false binary that we try to put on things, you know, right, wrong, good, bad, black, white, whatever it is. And, Really, it's like a million sh- shades and variations in between. And yeah. And so digging into those one person at a time, I think, is really neat. And if we have the opportunity to have somebody hear your story who may not even know you or get the opportunity to sit down and have coffee with you virtually or otherwise, then that's a good thing. So this is part of the message and the mantra we've been pushing all year, you know, one of them, which is go have a conversation with somebody that has a different lived experience than you. And it sounds like, you know, f- from what you're saying, like that's what you've, you realized, hey, there's other things out there. What are they? You know, what are, mm-hmm. w- why are people acting this way? Why do they believe these things? So, yeah. That, and a lot of people have experienced that this year, which is great. You right. know, you don't even have to agree, but just hear, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> just listen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for starters. So, Leslie, tell us a little bit. Well, I know we're, this is our conversation. So, um, yeah, I'll let you answer a couple of questions or kind of um, as we uh, diverted some of the intro to you. And then I want to come back to just really quickly about Going Gainesville because I don't think we introduced Going Gainesville really well so that people I, could see the I, I connection. Yeah, yeah. That was me, um, uh, That was me, Leslie. Um, that's me. I apologize. No, you're fine. We, we call that the school of fish conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, just okay, change we got direction. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of jumped into like the... Um, the nuts and bolts of it without giving the overview. And that is going Mainsville when you boil down is just a social media and online presence that is uh, on Facebook. Facebook's the main platform, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the, all that stuff. And information on Western Prince William County, which is in, in Northern Virginia and it's Gainesville and the surrounding 30 minute area of Gainesville Mm -hmm. information on the community what events are going on in the area and like um you know businesses restaurants um breweries wineries Mm -hmm. fun stuff to do on weekends and things like that and we're we'll go in we get do a professional video on that specific business and then we'll roll out one week so that people can see not just 
what's there, but kind of the story behind, you know, behind why the business owner decided to open that business and see that there's a person behind it and there's a heart and soul that's put into what they're putting out there for their customers. So that's kind of that. that That's what it is in a, in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's (laughs) great. No. So eventually go in Gainesville is actually like an online directory of, uh, a directory with a heart. With a heart. And a heart and soul. <laughs> and a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. so it's on... Um, I if think you I go- just designed your new bumper sticker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you go on Facebook, go to going... You just type in going Gainesville... Um, you, you'd be able to see it as well yeah. as any of the social media platforms. But again, yeah. Facebook's the biggest one. Okay. So That's what has great. been most impactful for you? What has been the most impacting experience for you as you've been doing going Gainesville, especially on the, the, the people level? Um, I would say it's so hard for me to say that it's the most impactful thing would, would have been through going Gainesville because it's almost like a collaborative effort of everything in my life that was that's been like made the the more meaningful things recently that I'm understanding come to my mind but like in going going Gainesville specifically like I love hearing um you know the people's stories I love those the people that are like well you know I was a dental assistant and one day I was praying and a voice told me to go make soap yeah wow. so I made soap you know and then I have the yeah it's these are the those are the kind of stories that you're like wow like how the to have that faith and um trust mm-hmm. even in yourself I mean put even put God aside mm-hmm. you mean you can trust in God but you might be like was that God telling me to do that or was that just some little voice in my head telling you know to be able to discern that and go for it is amazing yeah and so I just think it's cool too because now when I'm out and about and somebody asks me about this particular shop I'm not just like oh yeah they have good food I'm like oh my gosh their food's amazing and their owner they give back this amount of dollars per year to this organization and they, you know, they, he got into that business because of this and that for his kids. And it's like, you get to hear that real personable side. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just a culmination of all of those things that kind of impacted me to start challenging myself on what I believe and, mm. and how I want to how I want to contribute to the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 2020. 2020. Probably going to be the most used hashtag in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what What have you experienced, learned, decided you want to dig into this year? Um, and I, I'm sure it's a lot, but you, you mentioned the protests and how mm-hmm. that sort of triggered something. Um, and just being inspired by all these people. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey this year and how yeah, it start. It's all, it's, I would say it's, but this is my year of personal growth. Mm-hmm. Like I never really, like I, I think before I might read a book and, you know, I want to have this characteristic or that, but I never really like learned how to dig into me mm-hmm. and to see like, why do I do some of the things I do? It's not that I didn't understand why I was doing the things that I did. It's that I didn't even know to think about 
that. Yeah. I just did. did. Hmm. So that, yeah. then the first step is yeah. becoming aware that there's something else, period, let mm-hmm. alone what it is. Mm-hmm. So and that, you know, when all the that the protests and everything were going on, I started first. I was like, wow, like in all honesty, there'd been there's been protests and things like that in the past. And I've I really started being honest with myself. And I was like, up until this point, my thought process would have been. What can we do to make these people go away and my life would go back to normal? That's that's just me being honest. And it's embarrassing. We're not being, we're not <laughs> being vigorous no. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but I, you know what? The, the way I look at it, and this is how I've been looking at everything as I come to realize it, I'm like, at first or sometimes I'll be like embarrassed or remorseful or regretful. And then I think, wait a minute. Why on earth would you ever be upset about this? You just didn't know. Yeah. But now you know mm-hmm. and you changed. I, I just didn't know. So I and I think about that. I was, I started thinking about that really like, well, what if my kid came to me and they were like, oh, I'm so sad. I didn't know I was doing this up until this point. And I didn't realize I was doing it wrong. But now that I realize I'm doing it this way. I wouldn't be mad about that. I'd be like, go you, you know, yeah. amazing. So That's I started good. telling myself that I'm like, wait a minute. No, thank yourself. You should be happy that you loved yourself enough to get to this point. Right. That you found this information and now you can be thankful that you have it and make a change. And it's, wow, I, it's all good. That <laughs> just, you have no idea how awesome it is to hear you say that when I think about some of the conversations I've been having this week with different people and one of the things because and I have no idea where this if this was where you were going but my head is just like right here um in the social justice work that we do and the racial reconciliation work um that Franny and I do one of the things we encounter is I don't want to feel guilty that I'm white and What you just said, like, I'm totally stealing that because really you just applying that to white people who are trying to understand um, our true history, whether it's in the country, whether it's in the church or what have you, you know, there's a history that's not told um, and the history that is told is told a certain way for a certain reason and always has been so you know that's that's our main point is telling a different truth not that it's um made up the fact is it's the truth we're not told and so what that does is it it makes people very uncomfortable and I think a lot of what we hear is I don't want to feel this way I don't want to feel bad about myself you're telling me I should be ashamed to be white and it's like no I mean I'm white why would I say that right you know but is it painful yes is it painful to realize we might have to think about things differently or we might have been wrong we might have been wrong for you know a really long time yeah but that doesn't mean we should like inflict some you know series of self-punishment it it just it's a fact and we can do better um and it's like Maya Angelou said, if, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And p- 
people just really struggle with that. And I think they get stuck on feeling guilty mm-hmm. or getting defensive because they think you want them to feel guilty. And that's never what this is about. It's right. about yeah. learning yeah. and unlearning and relearning what's really out there. And a lot of that comes from other people's experiences. So just... Yeah. it. Well, there are other things to it also, um, Leslie. You know, the thing that I appreciate about you saying, um, you know, the United States has a history of protests. And Dr. Martin Luther King is often quoted when he said, protest is the voice of the unheard or the cry of the unheard, right? So what what we don't want as a, a nation and a community of people is a superficial fix, Right. It's, it's, we're just going to keep coming back to the cry of the unheard. And so when you say, I want, I just wanted, I want these people to go away. There's power in that for the community because now we can have an honest conversation. If you said something like, well, I just didn't understand it because, you know, you, you bandage yeah, the answer. Yeah. yeah. Then we can't really go forward effectively towards, you know, acknowledging the history of things honestly and dealing with the emotions honestly and together as a community create effective change long-lasting change so yeah i i think it's um it is where the conversation with people groups different people groups um that's the desired outcome right to be honest and like nikki was saying honesty doesn't equal comfort and um, and even if as you're saying that and, you know, you are saying what a lot of people can't say or afraid to say or haven't arrived at a place to say, you know, and and in, in the community of oppressed people who want to move forward with equity and be given access. A lot of times that the barrier that people run into is when there's a lack of understanding. So there's not a need to grant access or grant equity or try to level the you know, give equal, equal, um, opportunity for competition. But when you say that, you know, when you say, I just want the, I just want an honest and an honest answer when the, when the protests, especially when they came to specifically Western Prince William County, I saw comments and I saw hurtful comments from people that I'm in relationship with. But if they were to say honestly to me, well, I want you guys to go away because the history of such and such. And then a, a conversation can begin rather than slapping me with a response that said, well, Dr. Martin Luther King peacefully protested, but he died for the same cause we're protesting for right now. So it's 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 a great it's a start. It's an honest you start. To, you have to. I mean, I honestly it's like if truth and I mean, you can't be in a loving relationship without having honesty. Mm-hmm. And if you want, I think if you want to have any real change, it can't be because I'm barking at you to impose my will upon yours. And you can't, be, and then you're mad because I'm imposing my will upon your will and we're just fighting. Mm-hmm. So the truth comes out of love. So if we are able to speak to each other in love in a situation where I know that you're not going to be mad at me about anything that I say because I'm just trying to be honest and understand, then we can get to that point where we can make some headway. But until until I'm allowed to say I, I used to think this way without feeling judged and condemned, then we'll never get there. And the way I look at it and the way the reason that I'm not afraid to 
come out here and say that now is because if somebody wants to be mad at me because I felt that way before, like I can't do anything about that. But I believe that there's at least two ways for me that I've found of getting to the truth or I guess maybe like overcoming some of this stuff. And the the way I look at it is either one, I'm going to make a sacrifice, which means I'm going to sacrifice my ego for something else. So I'm going to put aside like being afraid that somebody's going to judge me. I'm going to put my ego to the side and get to the truth and allow it out that way or and or see the true chain or when you uh, are truly sorry about repentance. Let's talk about repentance. What repentance is, is when you see you're wrong and you correct your behavior. So I might not be 100 percent correct, but I'm correct. I didn't just. It's a process. I didn't just yeah. learn the truth and just stop there. As soon as I learned it, I was like, well, oh, duh, now I'm going to do this. So I changed. So if you want to be mad at me because of something that I did before, even though I've already changed, acknowledged it, apologized, accepted it, all that. I mean, oh my gosh. that is what it is. That, it, it actually taught me yes. to love myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just exploding there. over here yeah. because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I've heard a couple of things um, this year one and, and two stick out in my mind. I literally was going to say this before you just spoke. Um, one is you can't have unity without community. But just this past week, again, it's been a heck of a week. <sighs> I heard you can't have unity without repentance. So you can't just come together like we have to come together get out there our wrong thinking or wrong behavior and repent of it and even if it's you know i have not personally discriminated against somebody for example um to the point where it prevented them from you know getting a job or or what have you but i've had i've allowed myself to believe things that were untrue that I now know are not true. That's that's still something I can be sorry about and I can change. And and it's like you said, you know, earlier, now I know differently. So Right. And what do I, I do feel with it? and I feel like, you know, I keep telling people too, as I've kind of tried to share some of the stuff that I've because a lot of what I've done this year is, yeah, I might have another thought, but then I sit and I think on that thought like how did I get to that this point where I actually am getting this and I've tried to like dig into how I got there and um you know a lot of it is what I've what I feel is true is I think people are inherently good because I look at myself and I'm like it's kind of like now that I've changed made that shift in thinking I'm like how could I, it, it'd be like if my whole life I thought one plus one equaled three and then somebody taught, showed me how it actually equaled two. I'm never going to think it equals three anymore. I'm all, now I know it's two. So I'm always going to do what I'm going to, it's two now. It's kind of like now that I know, I just didn't know before. So now I know I'm like, okay, 
Well, and we'll never do, do it that old way again because that was I was wrong. And, and like, and that's it. End of story for that little fact, right? I just feel like so many people are afraid that in order to be sorry, they have to be ashamed. You know, and how, like, where does that come from? You know, and I, I mean, I can tell you for sure. I think a lot of it comes from how some of us grew up in certain religious environments, not all, but um, even outside of the church, like where is it that we, any sort of admission that I may have been wrong about something makes us so fearful that we are going to be burdened with shame, that we're going to be just flogged with condemnation I don't know. I mean, I'm literally thinking out loud. I think fear, fear, I've, I think fear comes from your ego. Your ego is something that you have in place to protect yourself from being you, Mm -hmm. you know, from letting the world in to know who you really are. So a lot of times in situations I'm going, all right, well, if I'm afraid to do something, why? And then I'm like, oh, it's my egos thinks that this person is going to think, think this of me or that of me. And then I think, well, who cares? That's keeping you from your own truth. Mm. So you got to put that aside if you want to stick with what be true to yourself. Right. So, I I mean, I just I really think that that's something people that's a real big thing to be able to understand to to make that next move forward, I think, person and personal growth. Well, and I'll just go back on my social media tirade and say I don't think that helps. Because, um, and I know I've done it, you know, typed some things in anger (laughs) that I then went back and deleted. Um, (laughs) Not even, I mean, we got a, we're all armchair, keyboard warriors is the phrase I'm looking for, you know, to a certain extent. And how is that really helping anything? And it's one thing to use those platforms to share information and to challenge people's thinking But it goes too far, I think, when we personally attack, make people feel bad, even if they're posting something that you vehemently disagree with. How is saying, you know, something hateful or condemning going to, that's not going to change their mind. That's just going to make them mad at you. Like, if you really feel that strongly about it, strong enough that you're going to say something like that, um, something condemning, have that conversation offline. And right. because you know what? I bet you if you had to say it through their face, you wouldn't say it. You maybe would find a different way to say it if you were that committed to really addressing something that bothered you that much. So I feel like there's this false sense of empowerment, you know, that we take advantage of on social media. Well, so I, I'm i going to bring it back to probably the same thing that I feel like I'm going to keep bringing everything back to today, which is what it's been for me is again, through all of this, it's kind of where I, where I, whenever I realized like, no, Leslie, thank you for trying to get to this point. Now you can make the change. That was part of me realizing like you, Leslie, you didn't, you didn't actually love yourself unconditionally up until this point, because you're always feeling like, well, if you, if I could just do these X, Y, Z things, then I'm a good person. I finally realized like that I thought that way. Mm. And whenever I was able to be like, no why would I ever do that like I'd never tell my kids to do that and I never look at my kids that way so why would I be doing that to myself and then once I did that 
then I knew how to love unconditionally because up until that point, I apparently didn't. Mm. So now once I got to that point, now when somebody says something that I don't like, I can just look at them and say, oh, well, that's just where they are in their life. And they're probably like that because of something that their parent taught them and their parents taught them and their parents taught them and they just didn't know any better. And now they probably still don't know. Maybe they don't know any better now, but I can demonstrate through how I live my life the a better way of thinking. I don't think you're ever going to be able to bash somebody over the head with your it's basically imposing your will upon theirs yeah yeah and 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 you know leslie when 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 i hear imposing the will upon another you know the the thought that comes to mind is oppression of slavery and you know injustice it, it just is um but i i think in in regards to the question you know like um Parents teach their children right from wrong when they're young, you know, um, and to be just. That seemed to be kind of, um, I don't necessarily know if that's what they'll call it, to be just. But it, it is a common theme because parents truly desire, a lot of parents truly desire for their children to grow up understanding right and wrong. Along the way, though, um, boys and girls are taught differently. So, um, and then, um, girls are after, you know, especially when they get to adolescence, there's a lot of shame that comes with that. And in, in various, in different environments, if you're in a religious setting, well, shame is a lot of what is used to get women to fall in line. Right. Uh, and silence. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> By fall in line, we mean don't speak. Don't speak. Right? <laughs> and then boys are empowered as they get older. They're empowered to be boys. And being boys comes with a lot of negative lessons also that says you're you, you, I'm empowering you. But a lot of times there's a lot of negativity that is associated with that empowerment and to a lot of um disrespect of women there some in some setting so if that's sometimes in the, the religious setting in the non-religious setting there's just this power empowerment for men because it's like kind of like a grooming for a variety of things and so uh, you know a lot of times so then it transitions to young adulthood adulthood and that shame that lesson of being silent or shame could either continue or it takes on different things different uh and you know women are smart talented people just because they are created that way i don't have to actually literally define women because god is the one that does that men and humanity is the one that suppress so when we impose our will on others now you know women the in, in the women's rights movement that started you know take all of that the fight for the right to vote for the fight the right to exist the right to and then take a black woman and now add blackness on top of that where imposition of other people's will have been the the lesson of life for black and that has evolved into different you know um in areas of life and so i i do believe that when when we're trying to figure out, you know, how I can't remember what the question, but when we're trying to figure out 
where the, the, the shaming, that the guilt and the shame that you feel, I think in the different settings that we exist within and in the, the religious setting, it's like the, your worldview and it's scripture and Bible and Jesus is used. But then when you arrive at a different understanding like you have, then you, you see that what you've been taught has been manipulated or been misunderstood and has been taught to you. And then, so I, I, you know, that's usually you viewed uh, your worldview. And so now that we are talking about truth and, and the truth that's not taught, then if people don't have access or desire to, to engage in the truth, like the historical truth or biblical truth, according to your understanding because i god is a complex being humans you know ability but you know what if you don't desire or you don't then you stay in a faulty frame frame of understanding from how you've been taught and you take that with you into your adulthood and every time someone comes with truth and it challenges the faulty lessons that you've received then you right your yeah. ego your defense mechanism or you just block it out altogether yeah it's almost like you've got this compass um to guide you in life it's an internal compass that we all have anyways but you've got this compass that's guiding you in life and it's going to tell you exactly where to go but you've taken these like um you know past hurts or um limiting beliefs and that you've stuck them into this ego now that's protecting you. And this ego stuck 15 degrees west onto this compass. Mm-hmm. Now your compass is off by 15 degrees. So you're living your whole life with a 15 degree error. Mm-hmm. And you're, and then, you know, and as more time goes, you're going further and further off yeah. course from yeah. where you really should be. And, um, so that's, that's kind of like how, how I envision kind of how, how it works and why, why it creates the problems that it creates to, to have that and not just be, why don't we, you know, I've, I was talking to you guys when I first got in about my daughter, even just like, and my kids lately I've been going to them and they'll tell me their reason for feeling certain ways and I'm like all right but why are you feeling that way and we dig into most of the time it's because something to do with your ego that's there trying to protect you either from fear I mean I would say it's one or two you have to have a balance in life Mm -hmm. of, of anything all things in moderation so it's like if you have too much um going on with your ego you become narcissistical and you know you put you put that persona on to protect yourself but then there's the other people that instead of having an inflated ego they are like withdrawn and they're scared and afraid and that's because of you know the limiting beliefs so it's you know there's one of the other one or the other on both ends of the quote-unquote ego spectrum Mm -hmm. um that you have to be aware of but once you dig down and you're like, no, that person, the real reason that I feel this way is that person actually did hurt me. Then you can then you can fix it because you're acknowledging what the real problem is. Right. I read something um, just the other day and it was really talking about exactly what you're sharing, Leslie, when you um, and it, it's a challenge. Actually, it's a call to action when you personalize um, hurt or prejudice or injustice 
and you don't take it the next step further to see um, how it is, how it's, how it affects people beyond just the personalization of the relationship and not how, and not look at the systemic issues and institutions that exist and it perpetuates the hurt. And as long as you keep it at a personal individualized level and you work it out and never now take what you've worked out and, uh, you know, project to see how it's perpetuated at a higher yeah. uh, instituted level, then change still doesn't happen. And so that that's going to lead me to my question. I appreciate hearing that. I appreciate you sharing, you know, digging deeper because a lot of people uh, digging deeper. So then how have you continued to dig deeper? And as you've been made even more aware and it sounds like what you, you've just shared is that now you are broadening the your level of understanding within your family and uh, even yeah. with your friendship group. It, how have you um, or what steps have you taken, if you, if you don't mind sharing, uh, in one, awareness, right? But two, like incrementally, what are some of those small things that you've done? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm sorry, and I'm saying small things because I just don't want people to think no. that you just have to take these Change happens when you take these monumentous right. steps. So um, that's why I'm asking. No, I like that because it is. it can be like um, I try to sometimes like narrow down like I feel like I'm in a whirlwind sometimes of all the stuff like I've learned. And, and this is literally stuff. I mean, last year, if you talked to me at this time, I would I knew none of this stuff. None. I'd be the worst guest ever and on let here. Let me just pause but, right there. So <laughs> let's be really let's be really specific. What is this stuff? Yeah, um, I wouldn't have known like anything about like why I was making decisions, why I was why I was living my life the way I was or why I was doing things on a day to day yeah. basis and making decisions the way I was and feeling the way I was and having and understanding your patterns, own, how your own pat my own patterns yeah. and how I was creating okay. every problem I probably ever had in my life. I created myself. <laughs> You okay. Know? Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. But so one um, small step was there was one day I was like, I, well, I just really started thinking, you know, what if I really actually lived every moment of my life with the fullest of intention for what I could do as a human being to make a change and make a difference? And so, I mean, that's a lot. How are you going to do that? But then I thought, well, what? Well, what would a person do if they wanted to do that? I mean, that's the first step. I mean, you can think of it that way and then just leave it in there and be like, that's too much. But I was like, well, what, what, how would that look? And I thought, well, what, how would you brush? What if I wanted to be at, be un, turn myself into unconditional love, like be unconditional love? How would I live my life? And I thought, how would I brush my teeth lovingly? Mm. <laughs> and I went through all these little things and it was so funny because I woke up when I woke up that morning and I was like all right let me see how I would do this so I I was like well maybe I should research love that's a good start <laughs> I started googling it like what characteristics not that I didn't know but it yeah, was a yeah. little good refresher to be like all right what characteristics would I exhibit throughout the day and then right after that, it was just kind of funny because my parents live with me and their dog came barreling out. And I thought, that's unconditional love right there. That dog. <laughs> I was like, what does that dog do? We can, I can learn something from him. He ran in and he greeted my son. He was all happy. And I thought, what if every person I saw today, I greeted like my dog greets my kid? 
people might think I was really weird, but it would be funny. I thought it would be funny, and I thought it would kind of be fun. I mean, I wasn't going to do it to everyone, especially mm. during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so my assistant came to the to the door, and I'm like, oh, sh- when, when she walks in, I'm going to run up and give her a big hug. And she's going to be like, what is going on here? You've never done that before. That's weird. And then we're both going to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it would end with. I mean, we just had the greatest day that day. I did that. We we had the best laugh, but it changed our whole mood for the yeah. entire day. Yeah. I could have yeah. done not one other loving thing that day except for that one thing. Yeah. And that changed both of our days, not just mine. It's so powerful. And so I just thought, you know, it could be as little as that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm doing a lot of other things just in the sense of you know, it's a, it's hard because, you know, my mom, my parents are in the house mm-hmm. and there's certain things that they taught me or that they did. And they had the best of intentions. And I don't think they're they are, they're not doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But like my my mom had the, this is a good example. Hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's an example. My son, my son, who's eight was playing on a video game and he had done something like where he received praise from his school that day. And I overheard my mom go into his room and she's like, you know why you're getting extra computer time today? She goes, because you've been so good with the school called and you've just been so good. And she left and I went in and I said, Ryan, just so you know, you're not just getting that computer time because you're so good. No matter what, we love you. I almost think sometimes it's like the whole right, wrong, good and bad. Mm -hmm. It's teaching. Those are the things that made me feel unworthy of loving myself. Because when I really look back at what I wasn't loving myself for, they weren't anything that I was doing that was technically, I wasn't hurting anyone else and things that I were doing. It was just things that were instilled in my mind that if you do these things, they're, they're bad, but why? And, and another thing I learned this year is somebody, I was watching this program and they said, you know, people mindset, you know, the money is the root of all evil. And the guy goes, no, money is not the root of all evil. The only problem with money is when you're willing to take it at the expense of another person. Yeah, the verse is actually the love of money right. is the root of all evil. Right. Not money itself. Mm-hmm. But then I thought that's the best way to apply to any decision that I'm making in my life. Now, that's my truth and what maybe I want to measure my decisions by. But yeah. if I am if I want to do something and it's not hurting another person... That's how I'm going to, that's what my compass operates off Mm -hmm. of. So just because, you know, somebody else compass might operate a different way, but as long as they're not imposing their will upon anyone else or hurting someone else, then who am I to judge that what you're doing in your life is right or wrong, good or bad? And I don't want my kids to feel like they're not loved unconditionally. They're not rewarded or whatever just for being them so it's little things things like that that it's like just getting to your kids to the root of like teaching them that you know you you don't have in order to be loved it's from being you right and 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 period 
that situation you described, that example of your son playing video games, you're right. I mean, your mom didn't say anything mean, overtly, you know, negative. But how does our reward and punishment system, even with our own kids, teach conditional love? And if you're not something that I've got in my mind that you should be, then I'm going to punish you for it by, you know, whatever means. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like beating your kid. But, you know, even if it's just I'm going to punish you by letting you know how disappointed I am. And, you know, don't come at me with all the, you know, too soft parenting accusations because believe me that does not happen in our house uh i'm actually preaching to myself Um, (laughs) right but you know i think that the the other thought i had was um you know your comment what you heard about you know how we use our money and you know just in my social justice track of my brain um which I just can't unentangle from everything else. <laughs> um, I heard an interesting, it has been a week for quotes. I should have written them all down. <laughs> Another thing I heard this week was there's nothing wrong with privilege. It's how you use it. Like, so, you know, so many people hear white privilege and, you know, they immediately recoil and I'm not privileged. I worked hard for everything I got and, you know, pulled myself up by my bootstraps, blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, it's not that, but also whatever we have, how are we using that to help other people? So I agree as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, but also I, you know, I think we do in some areas of our life have to think about I have this thing, it's a good thing, how am I using it to help other people or how am I giving it and sharing it with other people? Again, don't go all socialist on me. I'm just saying, like, whether it's your talents or your good cooking or whatever, you know, how am I blessing other people with this? Well, I think in order, like when you, if we're able to get to the, to the root and to some of these things, like basically I see this as like, I happen, I have an opportunity to stop the cycle with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you're using these opportunities to teach your kids how important their decisions are because they affect other people, it's like, that's where they become empowered. That's where it's like you're truly teaching your kids like with great power comes great responsibility. And that's how I feel about this stuff. And it's like, you know, once I learn it, again, it's a change behavior. I I don't just stop there. Now I'm going to I'm not going to impose like my will on my kids, but I want them to learn how to think for themselves, how to make good decisions Mm -hmm. that I never like I was never taught these things until I taught myself at 46. And maybe I'm still not making the best decisions on everything, but it's almost like I've come to find and I bet you I bet you guys would agree with me. It's like every time you think you learn the truth, 
there's a deeper level to it. Oh my gosh. It yeah. never ends. Yeah. And like you can, and that's where I just think it's so important to keep questioning and growing and keeping your mind open to so many different things. Yeah. I, I, Kenny can attest to this that I've already demanded that my tombstone say she learned something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it kind of came out of my family history and um, just this joke that my dad made one time. I mean, because somebody, this is a long story, but it's actually pretty funny. So he uh, worked for the Postal Service and, um, you know, way back when I was little and he was actually carrying mail one day, um, you know, some person, citizen on his route had no mail. And the guy called and, um, you know, was like, you didn't know I ever mailed it. And he's like, you didn't have any mail. And, you know, the guy just didn't couldn't accept that fact and you know my dad was like well it's the first time for everything and so he would always say these little things and one of the things he would say is you know well learn something new every day right you're not necessarily going to get mail every day and so it started out like that but then like the older I get the more I'm like I really do feel like I learned something like that's not a joke like I really do feel like I learned something new every day and I love that yeah I don't want to live in a world where I'm like okay I have arrived like we are done you know (laughs) Um, but you know, just getting back to, to the, um, the comment you made and I already forgot what it was about, uh, power. Oh, empowering and with great power comes, comes great responsibility. And also to whom much is given, much is required. And I think we, you know, I often had this visual of like people in power when, when that little statement comes to mind, you know, um, whether it's my boss or, you know, political figures or whomever a pastor but all of us have been given much yeah and so we have a responsibility to share what we've been given whether it's knowledge like with you sharing about how you've come to think about things differently and understand yourself in a way that allows you to love yourself and now you've got love to give. Yeah. You know, you you can't pour from an empty cup. I'm full of cliches today. Um, <laughs> no, and but, quote. We're going to quote cliches like, and quotes. <laughs> so I just, I just love that, that, you know, there's this, we're, this constant process, right? We're never going to get there. Right. And we shouldn't want to. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not possible. And so to continually be disappointed that yeah. you're still learning, like... That's the stuff of life, you know, to me. I mean, I just, I love it, which is why I get made fun of for my book collection. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you really, you're, you're so right. I mean, you just, that's what I say. I'm like, every day I just want to be, see if what I can do something to better myself as a person for, but, and it's not just for me. It's because then I can give it to your own benefit. I can give it to other people. And it's, it's, and again, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's so hard because you're like, what? You want to narrow thing this. I want to narrow this whole thing down to like this is the one key thing. But it's almost like they all come together, come together at once, and you just see how, you know, if if I wouldn't have done this one thing right here, would would I've ever gotten everything all at once the way I did? And like just one of the huge going back to the whole loving yourself unconditionally. It's like 
you know, when we can have people that actually do that for themselves and have that love to give, then why do I care if you're different than me? Mm-hmm. I, I love you unconditionally where you are. You don't have to change. Right. And if you do, and, and, and if you, and if I have that attitude towards you, you're going to see what I do that you like and you're going to be inspired and you might make some good changes on your own for me. And I might see something in you where mm-hmm. I can change. Yeah. You know, and it sounds so hippie-ish and like, oh, it's all spreading yeah. <laughs> love. But it's like it really it's goes true. back to that. But that's the power <laughs> of creating like um, being effective in our community. I think a lot of times change has been delivered in such a way that made it that complicates it. Yeah, but you're you're making it simple, and a lot of times people tend to trust what's distrust what's sim- what's simple because we're all we're so trained to be to process complicated things. Even though, like we talked earlier, decision making <laughs> skills are lacking, <laughs> and so but that's evidence that you know we don't go forward. We just shut down. Um, and then when you present it, it, it's it's so simple that right. anybody could do it that it kind of creates a level of suspicion. Mm, but will it really work? It will. Yeah. And that's the message that we just have to keep repeating over and over again, just simplifying things to a to a doable level. And we 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 create the change. We are the change. To, exactly. You know? And that, I'm, when, and that was even one of those things where I was like, once I once I when when that those moments clicked with the whole like loving yourself and unconditionally and me saying like you could see like more layers of truth and deeper things it was like once I that clicked for me like everything I started looking at I'm like wait a minute the truth shall set you free I'm like holy crap like I get it yeah or like the Whitney Houston song what is it the power what which Whitney Houston song is that um I believe the children are our future like I listened to that song again I was like Whitney knew this (laughs) (laughs) you know what and that you know it kind of goes back to uh, the conversation we had the very first conversation and I I I was waiting for you to touch on it but I'm just gonna bring it up oh yeah um (laughs) like when you were talking about some of the things that you've done this year and they're just like incremental things. And I, I remember um, you, you had shared a story with us that you had had a conversation with a friend um, over dinner or, you know, um, casually one night. And uh, oh, like yeah. you were digging deeper, asking questions. And that facility facilitated another series of change in your life. And yeah, that was more with the Black Lives Matter okay, stuff. So, I, and I, I was that was the that was the night that I finally, you know, I have um, I have grown up where I was always conservative background. You know, um, you voted Republican you looked at things a certain way and like that was the first night because it was someone that I felt comfortable with. I knew no matter what, he wasn't going to judge me. I was like, yeah, but this is, I see this and that. And then he was able to show me a whole other side to where if, you know, there's sometimes that you think you understand something. If you just think you understand, you don't understand it will click and you'll be like, boom. Oh my gosh, I get it now. And I was almost able to like see things from the side of like with the white privilege in my mind, I might have to relate it to something else to be able to understand it. But the way I was starting to be like, as he was explaining it, I'm going, oh was your conversation around the Black Lives Matter movement? Oh, and, and it also included 
talking about white privilege or was it just yeah. around those? Okay. Yeah, kind of like it was kind of all like like those two topics okay. together. I was I was kind of like, oh, so now because you're you felt, you know, judged and discriminated against, now you're going to do it to me? Mm. I didn't ask to be white. Like I don't get this. Like why am I being now judged for being born a certain way that's I, and I told him that and, and that said, was your response to white privilege right when he when that came up yeah and he and basically when he very was very common yeah I had the same thing I mean we when all he do. was explaining it to me like my mind kind of clicked and I had to I saw it in a different way where I I almost saw it as like Republicans are or, or conservative or more people that were almost like the older brother or sister and then there's a younger one that would be more of the liberal side of things is it would be the younger sibling and they're gone. But I never get the bigger room and the older ones going, well, it's too bad. I was born first, so I'm always going to get it. And the little ones going, but that's not fair. No matter what I do, no matter where I go, I'm never going to ever get the bigger room because of by birth order and like that made I just didn't have I guess I didn't have a good example to be able to kind of like wrap my head and then that kind of got me that was kind of finally the way I saw it that I was able to to go oh I get it we just look like a bunch of spoiled brats going well it's mine it's mine well by by what it's written in the rule book here. It's mine though. And it's like, yeah, but just because it's written in the rule book doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, that's interesting. I you never know? thought of it that way. And that's kind of like how I was finally able to wrap my head around it and go, you know, that would be really frustrating. Like no matter what I did, I just could not catch up. <clears throat> and and not not to say it's impossible. I mean, but everybody has everybody's able to do things, but it's that was it. Finally, I was able to have it in a way to where I could relate it to me personally. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's not a level playing field. I feel like I could apply that example to systemic racism too, where like the structure of certain things means that no matter what, you're always going to get the second best at best. Right. If you're if those if those structures are designed to keep you down. Right. That's what they're doing. That's really interesting. Right. So that was I mean, and that was kind of and it was just interesting that that same night, you know, as I was and then I was like, I what that even that night I started I was like driving down the road. I left. I was like crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I've just never looked at it that way. I've just been like, well, it's my money. I earned it. Why are, you know, like that was how I always saw things. And that's where I also see, too, just in this level of of truth and truth can be even deeper. I was I mean, in all honesty, my intention for thinking I was right. Well, I wasn't being malicious. I just thought, yeah, but I'm right. Yeah, you are right. But there's a better way of being right. Hmm. You know, it's almost like two married people that you're fighting you can either both go into it and be like i'm right and you're wrong and i'm going to impose my will upon you until you do what i say and you're going to do the same thing and you'll never make any progress or you can both walk into the room and go well it looks like we're both right again 
who's what are you gonna sacrifice and what am I gonna sacrifice so we can both be happy yeah I mean that's an even better way of doing it it's a deeper level of truth so the first one wasn't wrong it's just this it's almost like a test that you're taking and there's two right answers but one's better than another the most right answer I hate those tests. <laughs> yes <laughs> Franny I can see the the wheels turning yeah no I just I think it you know it's it, it's important to share and to to express the, your process you know um there's yeah. a lot and I'm yeah. still going so don't nobody yeah. out there yeah nobody well, we out there judge are. me yeah. no. <laughs> no no judgment Definitely. Um, we can't get anywhere if we start at a point of judgment so um yeah there's a lot the to, point to of unpack. this yeah yeah that's the point of you know, when we decided to start this podcast, it wasn't because we had all the answers. Like, yeah. again, not possible. But we realized, you know what, we're on a journey and a lot of other people are as well. So why not invite them along? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And we're just going to share what we learn and we're going to talk mm -hmm. about and process through things and, you know, hopefully provide, you know, something for somebody to grab onto and say, hey, hmm. Yeah, maybe I should go look into that. Like, not yeah. that um, we're out there dictating a certain way to do things, but if we can encourage people to step out of their comfort zone, to go have those um, conversations with people who mm -hmm. have a different experience than them, to, um, what was Graylin's phrase? Um, Slaying them but with chalk outlines. No, the, what are the questions? Clarifying, Clarifying questions, questions lead, lead to, to chalk, chalk outlines. outlines. And, you know, just asking those clarifying questions. And yeah. like, that's exactly what you're doing, you know, with yourself and with others. And how do I, what does this yeah. really mean? And why do you think you feel that way? And um, that is not a brave thing to do. So when right. you talk about these little incremental things that you do and these, you know, breaking it down to something really simple. Yeah. Two things. I think we're trained to fear what looks like a quick fix. And I don't think we want to imply that it's it's the first one. It's the first step of many. Yeah. But you have yeah. to take the first step. And and the other thing is it takes a lot of courage to take that first step. So it might be a yeah. simple thing, but it doesn't mean it's not a scary thing. But you got to. Set the, that ego yeah. aside. Yeah. But then once you do, it's then you realize once, it's yeah. so freeing. Like it's, before yeah. you were bound and now you're like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ongoing. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why I, I, I do want to take, um, uh, you know, effort and and ha listening and having you share. And um, like Nikki said, invite people because you're peeling the layers back and you're getting, you, you're, you're going a little deeper and um, th there's so much to build on, on that journey. And the last thing I, I truly desire to have effective uh, conversations, um, but it's arriving at a place where um, like you, you know, like you shared when you think you've arrived at, have arrived at the truth, there's so much more yeah. to it. Um, and then, uh, you know, Leslie, I do want to talk a little bit. Maybe we're going to have a part two about this with this. <laughs> or um, we'll do it on Going Gainesville, yes. too. Yeah. I want to do more. Yeah. Like how that relates to our now, you know, especially in our, our current environment, especially in terms of processing the polarization, especially in um, a lot of times people are, are processing or thinking of 
our current culture and from through the political lens, through the lens of uh, pandemic, that we've just suddenly arrived here and all these people are imposing their wills and wishes upon us. And so that's one of the reasons I do want to, you know, do it in stages and phases so that right. we can have conversation that opens up for more conversation um, and invite people to hear. Here, this is how Leslie have processed, and this is how um, I'm thinking about it. But I do uh, want to challenge us to get to a place where, um, as a community, we take ongoing steps to bring people to the table for this kind of this kind of conversation. But you, like Nikki said, this has been so brave. Well, I feel um, like all it took is that one little switch in my yeah. mind. Well, and took, that's all it could take for someone else. So well, I don't think we're as far a, away. Yeah, it's not far away. Well, you you're you're here, so it feels like like when you look back because you're now you have new new you're information. You're on the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. So, but you took like so many steps before you got to that switch, and so that's what you know. We're gonna, uh, I will, I'm gonna choose to invite people to continue the conversation with us. This, awesome. This was so I love yeah. what you guys are rich. doing. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for having me. I mean, this has what been so too. fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. just being able to... You know, it's like, again, I, I guess it's it's almost like the fire in me. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel so free now because, like, I've learned all this stuff. I'm like, I want everybody to feel like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then you you're, you allowed yourself to be vulnerable in a lot of ways that people are not, where people are not uh, brave enough or courageous enough to, to lend themselves to let their guard down enough to say their truths. Well, thank you. you know, and you've done that. And I think um, in our effort to be bridge builders, it, it matters as much as, you know, I would want to share and say, oh, but history has shown this and such. Bridge building matters and um, meeting people where they are matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the most effective way. And there's, you've said so much, Leslie. I don't even think you realize the power of some of the things you've said. But like yeah. taking steps to explore unconditional love that in and of itself is huge because it's it's now gonna affect the way you interact with me, right? Uh, a person that you know usually our culture and an environment trains us how to respond to people we don't know based on appearance, right? Um, and just to now have your world be a world that is looking at another person that you're gonna interact with through a lens that we we usually don't practice because we're so walled up, right? You know, so I think. Um, uh, you know, Nikki has one of her bridge building shirts on, <laughs> um, but that's who we are. Yeah. And as much as we want, and I, I, Nikki will tell you, I'm a person that's like, let's get to, we already, we've been at the starting line. I want the baton handoff to the last, you know, <laughs> the person to bring it home. But so this, this is the benefit of that, like putting um, ourselves in this position there are three of us right so we maybe don't have our last leg runner yet but maybe we don't have a third leg runner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fine, so I appreciate we'll that convert leg. one yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just make a three leg yeah. <laughs> relay race um, but no it was it's, it has been a really great conversation thank you and so I appreciate much you very powerful to be so vulnerable. timely yeah. yeah awesome very good all right
right. We well, look forward to talking to you again. Yes. yes. I'm excited. So this is a conversation with Leslie Salmon of Going Gainesville, part yes. one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, one of a hundred. <laughs> I was just going to say one of maybe ten. <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I, I don't know. We'll work something out yeah. on, on the frequency of how often we get together. But this was awesome. really, really good. Right. And even from the last time we've met to now, you have gone through another stage of metamorphosis, you know. This has been yeah. really, really... Again, I don't think you're realizing how much you've contributed to the conversation because the first time to now has been about maybe a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been great. And you, Thank you. You let your guard down and uh, a lot came out. So I appreciate that. Awesome. All right. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. What a powerful discussion with Leslie. We're so grateful for her willingness to open up about her experiences and personal growth, sharing the wisdom she has gained along the way. So much of what she shared can benefit each of us as we seek to better ourselves and our communities. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. This podcast was recorded at Double Door Studios in Gainesville, Virginia, hosted by Franny Robin and Nikki Bland. Produced and engineered by Kenny Bland. Original music by Ryan Robin. Original artwork by Ellie Bland. <laughs>